the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dark is a stain we cannot hide. What can we do to wash it away? Look, there's flowing a crimson tide. Brighter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace. God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. It's Halloween, so there's spookies, there's toffee crunch, there's java chip. Can I get a witness? It took everything in me not to put the java chip in my basket. There's lemon mint, why bother? There's peanut butter. I mean, what kind of Oreo is there not? Oreos, thank you. But what if, as I was looking along that aisle, I I saw an Oreo package, but it was clearly marked poison? I wouldn't want to pick that up, right? Now, what's interesting is I was thinking through this. I thought, I guarantee you, if that happened, if that was on the Oreo aisle in Publix, and even no matter how clearly it was marked poison, somebody would pick it up. But that's what God was trying to do. He was saying, hey, I've got you all these choices. All these things are available to you. Just stay away from this one thing. Why? Because it's poison. It's going to hurt you. And we learned something important. There's no freedom in doing those things which will ultimately hurt you. Just ask that alcoholic who picked up the first drink and thought for a moment that it was going to take away the pain, that it was going to give pleasure. Until it put them in bondage. Just ask the husband or wife that's addicted to pornography. They just took one glance. And then the mind began to change. And they can't put it down. Oh, there's no freedom in doing that which will ultimately hurt you. And yet that's what took place. In the garden, in paradise, Adam took the poison package of Oreos. How it all began, and then where it all went wrong. Some of us are old enough to look in our our lives, and, and we can see those places where it all went wrong. Adam sinned. There's a doctrine that we describe about his sin. Do you know what it's called? It's the doctrine of original sin. Have you heard that before? It's the belief that because of what Adam, the first man, did when he sinned, now sin has entered into all mankind. And, And so everyone that's been born after Adam sinned. Adam was the representative sinner. 
you think of it this way, there's something in, in life and society that's parallel to this. It's called the federal representative. You realize even in our republic, we're not a democracy, we're a republic, but even in our republic, though we get to vote, there is someone that represents us. We talked last week about in foreign countries how ambassadors represent us. When the Olympics take place, guess who represents us? Those athletes. Um, but, but when that athlete or that team wins a gold medal, when you look on the medal count, Ultimately, they don't just put the names of the individual. What do they put? The nation. Because they're federal representatives. Uh, when we go to war, um, can I tell you something? Whether you wanted to be at war or not, if you're a citizen of this nation, as an American, you're at war. Because there's a, a federal representative. And, and here's the deal. And we're in such a silly, silly, divisive season and people look at elected official and they say, that's not my governor or that's not my president. Well, you're wrong. If you're a citizen here, they, they really are because that's a federal representative. So what we see in Adam is God creating this principle. God chose the perfect person that he could create. He created Adam to the best of his ability. But he knew that Adam would fall short. And so our representative, Adam, he messed up. And we tend to think, that's not fair. I didn't blow it. Why am I a sinner? Well, because you couldn't have done any better than Adam did. The best of humanity was infected by the sinful decision of Adam. He chose to reject the clear command of God. He disobeyed. And as a result... We disobey. We sin. That means we're sinners from the moment we're born. I have to remind you of this, church, because in our world where we like to focus on just the good, we miss this important, important truth of the gospel. Romans 3, verse 23 says, All, say all, all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. That means we are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. This is just how we're born. The theologian G.K. Chesterton has said that original sin is the only doctrine that's empirically verifiable. In other words, you can look at the youngest children and, and see that they sin. Right? You see this in children, right? The selfishness, the focus on me and mine, the desire to have what we want. So Adam sinned, and Scripture says it started a chain reaction. Sin entered the world, death entered the world, and then death spread to everything in the world. And so this doctrine of original sin reminds us that all death, all disease, all depression, all the dark things of this life entered the world because of sin. And Jesus affirmed this one day. Somebody was coming along the road and, 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 and Jesus passed this man that had been blind since birth. And the disciples said, hey, who sinned? Did he sin or is his, his parents sin? Why is he, he blind? And, and, and Jesus basically said he, he's blind not because of a specific sin, but just because of the existence of sin in the world. 
And in some ways, this should be encouraging to us because we're battling stuff, right? You've got diseases. You're, you're grieving the deaths of loved ones, sometimes very prematurely, and you wonder why. And, and the answer goes back to this original sin. The, the answer goes back to the fact that sin is in the world. Adam ushered in this reign of death. And because of sin, since Adam, everyone has died. Save two people. You know who they are? Say their names. Enoch and Elijah. Another message for another day, but they walked with God and God took them up. But their life here on earth still ended. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. You can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says, the Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. So how does this continue? Look at verse 13. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account when there was no law. Now, I think two things are being addressed here. First, uh, Paul's acknowledging before God gave Moses the law, the Ten Commandments, out of which another 13,000 laws eventually derived, eventually derived. Before that, there was still sin in the world, even though there wasn't law. Uh, but God dealt with the people differently. But there's a second thing I want you to see from this passage. This is one of the verses that, that people look to to help us think about what we call an age of accountability. That those who don't have the ability to understand the law... You know, God accounts for that differently. You say, well, what about those who live in another part of the world and they haven't heard this? Well, Paul had already addressed that earlier in Romans, right? And they can just look to creation and see the hope of the gospel through what God's given. But if there's mental illness or if there's a child that hasn't come to the place and they experience death, oh, I just want to encourage you're going to see that person in heaven. You're going to celebrate with them forever. That That's part of what God's doing. Nevertheless, it says, death reigned from the time of Adam to the death of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was the pattern of the one to come. So what he's saying is, here's how it all began. Uh, Here's where it went wrong. But there is a path to be right. How can it be right? So look at verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, in other words, if sin entered the world through one person, what was his name? What was his name? Sin entered the world through one man. How much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, say his name? Jesus Christ overflow to the many. So in other words, he's saying just as sin infected everybody, God's grace is available to everybody. His overflowing, his abundant, his matchless grace. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? 
Again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation. But the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So the judgment came after just one sin. All he did is take the poison Oreos. But for thousands of years, mankind heaped sin upon sin upon sin. And on the cross, Jesus paid it all. He's the better way, the better Adam. The truth of the gospel is that in Jesus, we have everything we need. He is our better way. Say, he is our better way. Jesus is the better way. He did what Adam could not do. There's so many examples of this, but just think about what Jesus did in the wilderness. Adam had a whole garden. He could eat anything he wanted, anytime he wanted it. There was one thing he couldn't do. Jesus was in the wilderness, no food, 40 days, 100% man, so he was feeling human. He was hungry. So the enemy comes to him and says, hey, I believe you're powerful. And I see these stones, and I know you got to be starving, Jesus. Just turn that into some bread. But Jesus did what Adam couldn't do. <laughs> and Jesus said, no, thank you. And then he showed where his power was. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. He's talking about the word of God. Jesus is the better way. The better Adam. Just as sin entered the world through one man, the punishment of sin can take place through one man. Adam ushered in the presence of sin. And because of Adam, all of us have experienced the power of sin. And because of Adam, all of us must deal with the penalty of sin. But Jesus on the cross dealt with the penalty of sin. That's our justification. He makes it just as if we didn't sin. And then Jesus on the cross made, a, made possible uh, us to not be controlled by the power of sin. That's our sanctification. That's growing into the image of God. Then Jesus on the cross made a way so that we could experience what? A future where there's no presence of sin. That's our glorification. That's heaven. That's what we look forward to. Praise the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's why this is such a big deal. Jesus is a better way. One reason in our culture it's so hard to live out the gospel is because our culture is constantly telling us to do better. But the gospel tells us that we will never do better enough. We must depend on Jesus and what he's done. Where we fail, Jesus prevails. I wonder if you'd look at your life. Maybe an area, maybe an area of sin where you feel like you're still under the power of sin. You say, Jesus, would you prevail here today? Would you take control of this in my life? Would you let the power of the gospel reign through in my marriage or my workplace, my daily life? In verse 16, God gives us a gift of the ability to get right through to the grace of God. 
But Paul makes sure by hammering home this point in the following verses. Let's close this out. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision. Don't you just love that wording? Say abundant provision. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, many will be made righteous. Again and again and again, Paul's saying, Jesus is the better way. Three times he tells us, one man messed this up, one man made this right. One man caused death, one man gives you life. One man makes you feel like a failure, one man gives you hope. You've got to choose which man you're going to look through as you go through life when you look to the cross you see the power of what Jesus did you see on the cross we see the impact of both men at the cross we see the worst that man can do as they crucified Jesus but on the cross we see the best that God has to offer because Jesus gave his life so that we would have a way and everybody gets to choose which man we're going to look to Is your life going to be controlled by Adam who introduced sin into this whole mess? Or is your life going to be controlled by Jesus? But it's liberty. It's your choice. One man, one woman can make a difference. You ever think about that? Some great examples in history. Think about Thomas Edison. I looked this up. He had 1,093 patents. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Have you invented anything? 1,093 patents. He invented the record player, the incandescent light bulb, an early version of the motion picture camera. That's one person impacting a whole group of people. You can see me <laughs> because of what he invented. Or think about Albert Einstein. What did he, well, quantum physics. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. The theory of relativity, relativity. Or think about Abraham Lincoln. Who by signing the Emancipation Proclamation. Declared the freedom of about three million slaves. One man. One choice. And you see this throughout uh, Scripture, right? I mean, Noah, he, he listened to God, this preacher of righteousness, and he did what God said, and God used him. But all of us have flown, come through him. Um, Abraham... He listened to God. He went where God would show him. And as a result, he became the father of the nations. Um, Joseph. Joseph provided for a nation because he was faithful to God. Moses 
led God's people out of captivity. And there's, there are ladies throughout Scripture. Think about Queen Esther. How one woman stood up and made a difference. And then Jesus. I, w- I want you to think about what you're going to do about what Jesus has done for you. Because you're the one person who could determine that. It's your choice. And for some of you today, that, that choice is to begin a relationship with him. It's to recognize that sin in your life and to realize nothing you've tried is working. And, and yet Jesus died on the cross to take the penalty that you and I deserve. And he offers to you by his grace the gift of life. And in just a moment, or even right now where you are, you would just want to cry out to God and say, save me, change me. But before we close, I want to speak to what is probably the bulk of us. You have a relationship with Christ, but you still struggle with sin. You've been good at participating, so so let me see how bold you are. Anybody else would join me in saying, Man, I still struggle with sin. Anybody in the room? Online, yeah. We all do. So what do we do? How does this work? I mean, yes, Jesus paid for it, but what do we do? Look at the last two verses here. The law was added so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. What does that mean? It's describing why we even have the law. The law wasn't given because God had any indication that you and I could live up to it. The law was given to remind us again and again that we will always fall short on our own. He continues, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What's the role of the law? The role of the law is just to remind us how much we need Jesus, how much we need grace, how much we need the one man, the Christ man. Will we still fail? Yeah, we will. I fail way too much. We'll hurt those we love. We'll make choices that hurt us. But where our sin shows up, God's grace shows off. That's that verse we repeat so much. Where sin abounds, what does it say? Grace abounds much more. More grace. The truth of the gospel is that in Jesus, we have everything we need. He is our better way. So so you could think this leads to... You could think this leads to an abuse of grace. Legalism... Is it abuse in one way? It says, hey, no, you can never do enough. Liberalism is an abuse in another way. But the gospel, the gospel is the better way. The gospel simply says that though we are sinners, and though we will be sinners on this side of heaven, God loves us so much that Christ died for our sin. And because of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
we have not only the hope of heaven, but we have a better way here. I love the words of this old hymn. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured. There where the blood of the Lamb was spilt. But listen to these verses. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold. Threaten the soul with the infinite loss. Grace that is greater. Yes, grace untold points to the refuge the mighty cross. Dark is the stain we cannot hide. What can we do to wash it away? Look, there's flowing a crimson tide. Brighter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace. God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace. God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sins. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.